sports fans all over our fabulous country and all over the world. You never know who's listening to us, right? You right. have found On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C, of course. And this is our, ep our episode number 137. That's 137 shows in 137 weeks. Kana, Kana, Hara. All right. And now you can continue. Now we can see it. Uh, how is everybody today? How, how are you doing? Good. 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 Good morning. We are, we are doing good here. Um, not a beach day here, though. Not a beach day, no. no. Well, I'm actually not looking out the window. I see people walking with umbrellas. Here in the uh, uh, Queens, right. New York. Uh, as mentioned last week, we're working up to episode number 150. Um, we had a couple ideas last week. Didn't care too much for them. Thank you for the ideas. But does anyone have any ideas for our special 150th <laughs> show? Coming up in March. You'll be here before we know it. I'll have um, an idea next yeah. week. Next week and think about it this week. Yeah. I was okay. suggesting that we should, every each of us should be we should go to one of our baseball stadiums and and uh, do the uh, podcast from there huh? in March. <laughs> no, yeah, right. You stand behind uh, Yankee Stadium or uh, it's our butts. Or... We stand outside. And... Getting my yeah. my come on. The <clears> only <throat> one who'd be uh, uh, Howie. You would be the only one. Uh... Okay, right. The weather wise, it's not it's not winter. Uh, the weather I don't know. San Francisco, right on the bay in March, mm -hmm. could be very right. cold. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you do, guys? You take your phone and get one of those uh, uh what do you call uh, cell phone holders, and you go in front of your stadium, your favorite stadium, and you just stand there and do the podcast from there. It'll work. Or else, if you don't want to do that, then get one of your uh, Zoom backgrounds. Of your favorite stadium, and that'll be your background, and you could YouTube it. Well, okay. if, if you want to do that and be live at your stadium, we'll 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 talk about you at your stadium. <laughs> you okay. might be the only one. <laughs> I don't know. When, I might have when, to go to City Field though. I don't know. Some, some, we're not jumping for joy on that. So think of some more things <laughs> that we possibly can do. If any you uh, know somebody famous or important. Maybe we could have them as a guest. And it, I'll try. Let me try to think about that. You know, some someone we that we might know, um, just to just make it a little bit different for one fifty. By the way, we had great reviews came my way from last week's show. From some of you and the many people who listened uh, to our tape shows, the Spotify and Apple iTunes. Quite a few people got back to me and said, that was a very interesting show. Uh, if you don't remember what we talked about, go to Spotify and Apple iTunes. You can go to Google. You can Google on the Monk Sports Talk, and it comes up there, too. I figured that out. So yeah. so we we uh, we had a good show last week. Not all our shows are good. <laughs> no, but you know what, Mark? You can actually feel and tell that we're running a good show. It depends upon what we talk about or what we think about on the fly. A lot of things we think about on the fly, of course, but you can actually feel and tell you're doing a good show. Sometimes I want to text you or email, hey, that was a good show, Mark. And you can I feel that some good. shows are better than others. You can text me all the time and say that was a good show. I really appreciate yeah. that. But some of the shows are flat out great. Let's yeah. face it. And, um, 
And uh, we, I want to start with uh, Larry. Larry, uh, last week you had some technical difficulties and you had some important stuff to talk about. So you want to talk about the special injury insurance in Major League Baseball now? Yes. Okay. And then your story will come later. But this is what we would have heard last week. That's right. Go ahead. ML teams take out special injury insurance only on long-term contracts of their expensive players. These policies generally run no more than three years and are renewable with a physical examination. Premiums can be as much as 10% of the contract's average annual value with payouts generally running between 50 and 80% of potential losses. Most of these policies have pre-existing condition clauses. If a player has a history of a particular kind of injury, the insurance companies will not cover that player or the premium will be prohibitively expensive. This is most noticeable with pitchers who had Tommy John or shoulder surgery. Rotator cuff. In the 1990s, it was common for teams to take out such insurance policies on expensive contracts. But then came along the case of Albert Bell. Bell suffered what turned out to be a career-ending hip injury in 2001, but was kept on for 2002. The Orioles did not expect Bell to play, but he had to be on the roster in order to collect the insurance. In the end, the Orioles recovered $27.3 million of what would have been a $30 million loss. The size of the Bell payout got the insurance industry's attention and things started to change. For example, in 2008, the Arizona Diamondbacks were negotiating a contract extension with pitcher Brandon Webb. But with Webb's history of shoulder problems, the insurance company refused to cover his arm and the Diamondbacks broke off the negotiations. Your guess is as good as mine whether the newly signed Mets Justin Verlander with his Tommy John surgery would be covered with special injury insurance or whether the newly signed Texas Rangers Jacob deGrom with his most recent arm problems would be covered with such insurance. Side notes, the NBA and NHL have league-wide special injury insurance policies for its players. Curiously, the MLB takes out special injury insurance only on an individual player basis. Shockingly, at least to me, the NFL does not now cover its players with special injury insurance for head trauma. This is because almost all of the insurance companies have stopped offering such policies for its players. That completes my story about injury insurance for MLB. Now, I'm a little confused, and I don't know if anybody else is too. Um, Okay, so injury insurance. 
who gets the money? The player or the team? The player gets paid and the team gets the team gets the insurance to cover some right. of the payment. Okay, this is a, the player has a contract. Let's let's take whole numbers. Let's say one million dollars, and the team has a uh, has special injury insurance on that person. If that person doesn't play, some of the contracts are guaranteed, right? Yeah, but if he doesn't play for let's say for the next year, but but if they sign a contract with yeah, if he can't, if he can't play, he's injured. But sometimes the contracts are guaranteed. But if it's, you're talking well, about a non-guaranteed, right? Look at the Grom. The Grom was out for a whole, for a whole year. <clears throat> the insurance covered some percentage, maybe maybe as high as eighty percent of that for the team. So the That's team, the team got the the money, the insurance money. The insurance is for the team, for the to, team. to to guard against a player not being able to play. It's that simple. Okay. okay. So not the players. not the player gets each other. The player can take his own insurance out. He's not he's not oh, precluded yeah. from doing that. Sorry, uh, Michael. Mark, can I ask a question to Larry? Oh, so God. nowadays you're speaking about Verlander and Degrom. Shit. Uh, can their insurance conditions be revealed? Like, if we want to know what they might be, or that's a secret now. <laughs> it's not going to be known for for uh, for uh, right away. Some of the some of the, the information I gave you about uh, Webb and and uh, uh, Bell was revealed later, much later. I hear you. Hmm. Okay, Gerald. Uh, Gerald. Unlike football, where all contracts are not guaranteed, in Major League Baseball, all contracts are guaranteed. All the money is guaranteed. So they sign the money, they sign the contract. The player's going to get his money. The next day, he's injured. He'll be out a whole year. The insurance kicks in, pays maybe up to 80% of that salary, and the, and the team pays him the, the remaining 20%. He gets paid, but he he's not paid. playing. Okay. So the insurance company is helping, helping the team yeah. pay yeah. for that contract. That's yeah. correct. And then the player goes to the player. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The thing right, that anyway. should be remembered, it's not an automatic <laughs> thing right now that insurance will cover a player. Yeah. And if he does, what the premium might be. They've learned their lesson from the Bell case. It's not an automatic thing right now. Everybody gets it. And it's, you know, that sort of thing. Okay. All right. One more comment, then we'll move on. Uh, Gerald? Without going into a lot of detail, there is something called reinsurance. And, and that in, uh, entails a company, an insurance company, giving a policy out and then having other insurance companies come in and share the risk and the premiums. I haven't so that, heard. I haven't that, seen that, that here. I suspect, I suspect that that might be yeah. relevant to Major League Baseball insurance. Well, the thing that is shocking to me is that the NFL no longer does it. They don't, they don't have the insurance anymore because the insurance companies have abandoned them. Well, you think anybody is really insurable in football? Well, that's get hurt. Everybody gets All right, hurt. Enough of talking. That's why they don't do it anymore. Enough. Let's get on the real sport.
okay. we can go out of business. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, uh, Gerald, you want to start your numbers report? Show yes, us 137. Sure. Okay, what do you got? Who's my sponsor, Mark? Oh, you want ink? <laughs> I -N -I -N -K. Ink. That's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so today I'm covering uh, MLB season for 1983. Let's start out with key awards and statistics by league. Uh, National League first, American League second. MVP, Dale Murphy and Cal Ripken Jr. Rookie of the year. Daryl Strawberry and Ron yeah. Kittle. Cy Young, John Denny and Lamar Hoyt. Key <laughs> statistical leaders by league. And I'll highlight some of the very good stats. Batting average, National League. The title was shared by Bill Madlock and Bill Buckner. And Wade Boggs for the American League had a 361 batting average. Home runs, Mike Schmidt and Jim Rice. RBIs, Dale Murphy, American League, Cecil Cooper, and Jim Rice shared the RBI title for that year. ERA, Atlee Hamaker and Rick Honeycutt. Mm -hmm. On September 23rd, Steve Carlton became the 16th MLB player to join the 3000 Career Wins Club. After 21 years, 3,300. I'm sorry? 300 wins. No, 3,000. 300, right. 300 career wins. Right. Correct. 3, after, tw after 21 yeah, years, in 1927, Walter Johnson set the all-time career strikeout record at 3,509. 56 years later, in 1983, his record was broken twice in the same month. First, Nolan Ryan and then Steve Carlton. On July 24th, we had the Pine Tar game. The Yankees were playing the Royals at Yankee Stadium. You may recall George Brett hit a home run. Yankee manager Billy Martin requested the umpires to inspect Brett's bat for excessive Pine Tar. The umpires nullified the home run and Brett was called out to end the game. The Royals protested, and American League President Lee McPhail allowed the home run because the spirit of the rule was not broken, whatever that means. <laughs> the game resumed 25 days later, and the Royals won 5-4. to four. And that's the only instance I could think of where a protest was upheld by a, a league president. In the World Series, the Orioles defeated the Phillies, the Phillies four games to one. On a composite basis, the Phillies batted 195 and the Orioles batted 213. The Orioles' ERA was 1.60 versus the Phillies' 3.48. The MVP was Rick Dempsey. Participating players who went on to the Hall of Fame included Eddie Murray, Jim Palmer, Cal Ripken Jr., Steve Carlton, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez, and Mike Schmidt. And that concludes my report for MLB season 1983. All right, Michael. Who on the panel could think of and mention the greatest moment of that season, which Jerry did not mention? I don't know, Mike. He mentioned the pine tar. Was there something else? 
Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. What do you have? I'll, I'll give you a hint. It ended with Wade Boggs striking out. Dave Rigetti's no hitter. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. Thank you, Fred. Right, July 4th, right? Right. That's right. right. Yeah, I remember where I was, Clint yeah. Martin Park. I was at, I was at a and park. Who was the the, Fred, who was the manager of the Red Sox? Was it Joe, was it Joe Morgan? No. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> I don't know. Ralph Houck. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Okay. I also was at a park, Milton, with my four-year-old son. Oh, yeah. Oh. And actually, Mel Allen was the announcer. And who could tell me what station it was on? This would be good. Well, if you knew yeah, what station it was on, you're very good at trivia. Picks. MCA. No. MCA. ABC. Sports Channel. I would think. Who remembers sports, sports Channel? Sports yeah. Channel? Yeah. It wasn't on a Yankee Channel? No, I was. I don't know. I don't think so. Then. It wasn't on WPIX? And and Mel Allen was the announcer. He was a special announcer. NBC. I think, I think he was blocked out. NBC. Yeah. There's also an NBC. Yeah. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Thank you, Gerald, for that. 1983. And Milton's got a 1983 song. Yeah, for we us have a again. song. 1983, a song that was written by Burt Bacharach and Hal David. It was first done in 1963 by Diane Warwick. The story oh. of mm. two lovers that uh, broke up and wanting to forget about the past, but they could not forget about the past because this is the song. <laughs> Anyone who had a heart. Come on, you got to listen to it. Got a half, 30 seconds worth of song. Oh. Otherwise, no fun. Okay. <laughs> Oh. I know, I know it. <laughs> That's the name. That's the name. Anybody know who sang it? It was done by different artists, but in 1983, it was done by this artist. Naked eyes. Naked eyes. Naked eyes. Always there. Always something there to remind, remind me. me. Right. Oh, I thought it was so. <clears throat> now, let me ask you guys something. Yeah. I happen to be just starting to read the book by uh, Danny Grunfield uh, about Ernie Grunfield's basketball career and his life going back from the the only player that had his grandparents were from the Holocaust. But anyway, just starting to read the book, there was an interaction with Larry Bird. And I came across something that I never knew. And uh, maybe none of you knew that. But he was a symbol 
an icon was a symbol that it doesn't matter where you, what you look like or where you came from. He grew up in the wor- the poorest part of Indiana. French, French Lick. French Lick. And uh, <laughs> played for ho- basketball a little while for the high school, averaged 30 points mm-hmm. and 20 rebounds a game. Mm-hmm. But his he grew up very poor. His mother worked several jobs as a waitress, mm-hmm. and he... The father was really a drunk. Committed suicide. He was 18 years old. Committed anyway, suicide. He father. went right, but he wow. went to uh, the University of Indiana, mm-hmm. and he only lasted 24 days there and left because he couldn't take the enormous. The school was enormous for him, so he dropped mm-hmm. out. Went to a community college, mm-hmm. where he married his uh, sweetheart girlfriend. Mm-hmm. They had a daughter together, and they separated. Mm-hmm. But he was they they resolved he would raise the daughter, so he quit the community college. And he went to work as a garbage collector. That's right. And he loved it. He loved cleaning the streets. He loved being around the people that in the neighborhood. And I never knew that he loved being a garbage collector. Mm-hmm. In any event, one day, uh the guy from Indiana State coach, Bill Hodges, came to him and tried to convince him to return to basketball. And he said he didn't want it. He was happy with the job he had. And the coach told him that he once heard Larry Bird refer to somebody he knew who was the greatest basketball player, but never showed his talents and never went on to become a great basketball player. And he told Larry Bird, why don't you be the one that could showcase your skills to the world? And the coach left him and said, make up your decision. And the rest is history. As mm. But he was one tough guy, talk trash, elbow yeah. people. I think, he, I think Ernie Grunfeld said he once went up for a shot and the elbow slammed right into his jaw. Mm-hmm. But um, I just didn't know if you knew about that. And I'm, I mm-hmm. just started reading the book. Mm-hmm. Many of you are interested. I, it was um, from the Brotherhood. It was combined with the other temple, Judea, and they were selling the books. And we bought it. We bought one for my grandkids to read. And I'm starting to read it. And it really shows you how, you know, you just can't give up that you got to persevere in anything in life you do, but you do need a little luck besides that. And that's referenced in the book also. So I don't know if any of you want to read it. I just bought it. I just started through it. Mm. So that's it. Just something that I thought you might be interested in. Very interesting. Thank you. Two comments. uh, Michael. Yeah. Uh, I went to a game once, a Nick game in the garden, actually Christmas day. And the Knicks actually won against the Celtics. But every every single point was scored by either Larry Bird on the on the Celtics or from a pass directly from Larry Bird. I do not remember one point scored by the Celtics <laughs> that wasn't scored that way. And he was that great. What was he noted for? His lateral movement? He would bend down and I don't know, dribble two two balls. And they said lateral movement he was terrific at. <laughs> Okay. Well, I was a Knicks fan, so I uh, and a Philadelphia 76er, so I was always rooting against Boston. But how did Boston get him in, in the draft, right? Yeah. Not there's a story about that. Yeah. What do you got? What's the story? Yeah. Red Auerbach drafted him a year before 
in there was some kind of rule that he was able to draft him a year before 19 uh, birds last year in college was 78 79 so in the 78 draft Arabak knew about him because he had a great uh, junior year at Indiana State he had <clears throat> but for some reason I don't know the reason why he was eligible for the draft Arabak drafted him a year a year before and had and had a year had one year from that day to that draft to sign him. So he, he played the last year at Indiana State where they went undefeated and they lost to Magic Johnson in the NCAA championship game. And then he signed with, with the Lakers. No. I, don't, I don't know the rat, remember the reason why he was eligible to be drafted a year, be, year before the, he finished the college. The, South, the Celtics. Yeah, Celtics. But they played those. They beat the – you're right, Celtics. I mean, yeah. Matter of fact, there, there was a very good – show that was on Broadway several years ago that I saw was called Larry and Magic about their relationship. Yes. It was, it was yes. an excellent show. Yeah. I think but it was that, even a, an HBO documentary about the same thing. But that, that uh, sounds a little fishy how you could draft a guy a, day, a yeah, year earlier. Yeah, and there, then... there was. I, I, there was some rule and I again, I, I just... Hey, it was Red Auerbach. What do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No rules in those days. All right, let's move on. Thanks. Also, that was a heck of a game, guys. Uh, the uh, the game that uh, he played against Magic in college it was a heck of a game. Yeah. Oh yeah. All it was right. Larry Bird and a bunch of guys named Mo on one team. Oh, by the way, <laughs> just, 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 just to add a little bit to Milton's story, another reason why he left Indiana, as he was very poor, like Milton said, very poor, and compare not just size the size of the school, but he compared himself to other students there, and he says, you know, here I am with one. You know, one pair of pants and all these, you know, right. richer, you know, more middle class, richer kids. He 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 felt out of place, but for you know, right for that, for that reason. But I heard I, that he once when he left the job as the garbage collector, he told them someday yeah. I'm going to come back here as your boss. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> all right. Let's let's move on because we have a lot to talk about. Um, I want to go back to uh, to to Larry and. Um, about your weekly story. This is the one you wanted to do this week. Uh, this is about taking stock of the NW, WNBA? After 25 years, yes. All right, so this, by the way, you're sponsored by the entire Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> wow. Boy, you're lucky. So give us a story. The WNBA does not seem to be a viable enterprise. In 2019, before the uh, COVID pand pandemic, the regular season attendance for its 12 teams averaged about 6,500 fans. But this was, this was down from a peak of nearly 11,000 in 1998. In 2018, the NBA lost about $10 million. The NBA, who owns half of the WNBA, covered the loss. There are three main reasons why the WNBA did not prosper for so many years. First, there has been lots of churning of franchises. Seven of the original WNBA teams folded. Also, five teams relocated along the way. Such franchise churning makes it difficult for fans to develop a significant emotional attachment to the WNBA. Hmm. Second, 
many popular WNBA athletes have either retired <clears throat> or opted to play in overseas markets. Not surprising when you consider that the average WNBA salary is only about $120,000. In the case of Brittany Griner, she was earning $221,000 playing for the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury team. To supplement those earnings, Brittany played in Russia, where she earned, anybody know? $1 million. There you go. And I bet you don't know the following. Griner played in Russia since 2016. Yeah, I know that. Mm -hmm. oh, right. Right. Third and finally, many owners did not market the league properly to attract viewers and fans. But in 2021, things started to look up for the WNBA. Viewership for the finals with the fifth seed Phoenix Mercury playing against the sixth seed Chicago Sky was up more than 40% compared to just before the pandemic. As a result, the league increased the number of games every team, team played in 2022 from 34 to 36. The WNBA thought that more eyeballs on games would mean more advertising dollars for the league. <clears throat> Moreover, the WNBA has raised $75 million from more than two dozen investors to expand the number of teams, to raise player salaries, and to improve their benefits. The investors include Nike, Condoleezza Rice, Laureen Powell-Jobes, and Paul Gasol. Personal note, in 1991 through 2001, I took my wife and daughter to see the Washington Mystics play in the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C.'s Chinatown. Its attendance topped 15,000 for those Sunday afternoon games, first in the league. There was excitement in the air at those games, and we enjoyed our Chinese food beforehand. <laughs> but by 2012, the Mississippi attendance fell to under 10,000 fans, where it remains to this day. This drop in attendance may have occurred because the Mystics usually did not finish very high in the standings and for a lack of publicity of the team and its players. That completes my regular story for this week. All right, a couple of comments. Fred, do you want to go first? Yeah, I just want to say, Larry, they've also increased the number of games for the upcoming season to 40. They're, oh, going, okay. they're going from 36 to 40. Very good. Yeah, the popularity has increased. You know, the, the U.S. keeps winning the uh, the gold medal in the, in the basketball, and they're all full of those WNBA. Let's also, let's also remember that the sportscasters on the news networks don't really cover them. They may cover it says, yeah, the local team won or lost, but they don't cover the rest of the league. But they're on the TV. NBA, the games are the on the TV. League. They're on they, TV. They, they, but they, there's, they, very, there's no advertising. They are covered by wire services because I, I know my son has written many, many, many Liberty games for uh, the wire services that he works. So it's, it's yeah, covered. But you put on the nightly news and it's not covered. 
No, not I not care. on. No, no, right. The no. television news does not give television no. news absolutely not. No, 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 I'm just saying there are stories on the wa- also little teeny in- articles, Fred, not the big articles, right? What? Yeah. No, you know if you if you if you read an, an Associated Press story on on an, on on a WNBA game, it's it's a very good coverage. Mm. Mm. The local paper, our local papers may not, but the but the National Wire services do cover it. Oh, How many of you guys read the National Wire services? Well, it depends. You, you know, you say that, but if you but if you go on the internet and you, and you subscribe to us and you live in Oklahoma City or a small town in South Dakota, you're going to read that story and it's going to be a, a full story. Yeah. Yeah, but how many people live there in that market? Not the same. Maybe, maybe you should go. Well, it depends. If you read the if you read the Daily News, they they pick up a lot of Associated Press stories. If I had uh, Nick's tickets in my right hand, Liberty tickets in my left hand, and I say pick one, you're gonna take the Knicks. That's right. Especially, of course, especially you know. the way they're playing now. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing well. All right. Mark, Mark, one thing. Speak Mark. Go ahead. Yeah, speaking of attendance, I read something today. You know what? It doesn't matter how good you are and your attendance it can get affected. I read today that the devils who are first place in the Metropolitan Division, are 26th in the league in attendance. Wow. That's what the metropolitan area thinks of the Devils. What about the Tampa Bay Rays? Same thing, the Rays and the Marlins. Yeah, same story. Ain't nothing, nothing. Rays. Right. All right, let us move on. Okay, thank Mm. you for that interesting story. Uh, today is the 15th of December. Let me tell you some of the things that happened in sports history on December 15th. Some of these are cool. 1909, Thomas Lynch becomes the president of the National League. I never heard that name. I had a mailman one time named Thomas Lynch, but he wasn't the president of the National League. It was old, right? You should ask them. 1925. The first hockey game at Madison Square Garden. The Montreal Canadiens beat the New York Americans. Oh. I guess it was a team called. That might have been the. How uh, much was it to get in with the geo cards? The precursor yeah, to the Rangers. Might be the precursor to <clears throat> the right. Rangers. The it is. Canadians win. 1933. This is interesting. Baseball owners agreed to ban Sunday double headers <laughs> until after June 15th. No explanation why. I don't know why. Maybe too cold to sit there to watch two games. I don't know. After June 15th, they could play Sunday doubleheaders. Okay. 1946, the NFL championship game was held at the Polo Grounds. It was the last title game ever at the Polo Grounds as the Bears beat the Giants 24-14 with a record crowd. Of over 58,000 people. <clears throat> in 1965, remember this name, William Eckert replaces Ford Frick as the fourth commissioner of baseball. In 67, retired baseball player Joe Garagiola yes. joins the Today Show. Remember, he wow. was a, uh, a part of the panel of the Today Show, Joe yeah. Garagiola. By the way, he died in 2016. I had to look that up. Right. Okay. In 1973, remember a, a jockey, a horse jockey named Sandy 
Hawley, H-A-W-L-E-Y? Yes. Anybody? California-based. Becomes the first jockey to win 500 races in one year. year. He must have had a sore butt. (laughs) 500 races that 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 he won. So how many did he lose? 1980. Dave Winfield of the New York Yankees becomes the highest paid player in baseball when he signs his 10 years contract for $15 million. million. How much was it? $15 million. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. 1982, Bill Parcells becomes the Giants head coach. Here's Mm. something I didn't remember. 1983, the Royals, Kansas City Royals. They suspend three of their players, Willie Wilson, Willie Aikens. Was he Willie Mays Aikens? Willie Mays Aikens. And a outfielder, Jerry Martin, for cocaine Cocaine. usage. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes, definitely remember. I don't. The the Yeah. Yeah. In 1992, Arthur Ashe is named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. That's 1992. 1997. The 49ers retired Joe Montana's number. Number 16. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah. This one I forgot too. In 2011, Barry Bonds is sentenced to 30 days of a house arrest and two years probation and 250 hours of community service for obstruction of justice stemming from the grand jury appearance in 2003. Uh-huh. Was that due to the steroids thing? Yeah. Anyone else? Yeah. I remember that being Howard. You remember that? I re- I remember. Were that. you were you, in, were you in Frisco in that yeah, area sure. in two thousand and eleven? It was it was must have been from his testimony. They found that he yeah. what what does it say? They found that he wasn't uh, truthful. Uh, Obstruction of justice. I don't think he served a day in prison though. No house arrest. Yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Can't come out of his house. He tells people. Maybe got to wear an ankle bracelet. Thirty days. I don't remember at all. In 2019, the Raiders play their final game in Oakland. They lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and of course, Las Vegas was their next stop. All right, I've asked uh, Stewart. To start the uh, baseball stories here, a little bit, little baseball stories before we get to the other guys' uh, special features. He's going to talk about the different transactions in baseball that took place last week. Some of these you guys remember. Some of you guys, I didn't know that. Let him tell you about it. Let's do it. Yeah, these are all the transactions that took place between last Thursday, our last meeting, and today. Uh, first, I start with free agents, which is the, the majority of the uh, transactions. Brandon Nimmo re-signed with the Mets for eight years for $162 million. He's 29 years old and has already played seven years for the Mets, so it looks like he'll be spending his entire career with the Mets. Dave Robertson also signs with the Mets for one year in the amount of 10 million. He had played previously for the Cubs and Phillies uh, last year. And prior to that, he played for the Yanks. He's 37. 
And the White Sox, too. White Sox, yeah. Oh, White Sox, okay. So yeah. they played for a lot of teams. Yeah. Kode Senga signed with the Mets for five years, $75 million. He can't, comes from Japan, the Nippon Professional uh, League. He's 29 years old. And he has a three-year opt-out on his contract. So after, after the 25 season, he can opt out of playing for the Mets. We'll see what happens with that, how he, how he does. They say he has a reputation for not having the best control. So just hoping for the best with him. We'll see, though. <laughs> Jason Haywood signs with the Dodgers, a minor league deal. Um, he played previously for the Braves, then the Cards, and this past year he played with the Cubs. I think he played for a few years with the Cubs. He was yeah, 33 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And then Trevor Williams, who did a lot of relief work, middle relief for the Mets, and a little bit of start. He started a few games, has gone to the Nationals, signing a two-year $13 million contract, million contract. He had previously played for the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cubs. He's 30 years old now. Still a minor league team, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Christian Vasquez signs with the Twins for three years and gets 30 million. He had previously played for the Red Sox and the Astros. He's now 32. Probably means that they're not going to re-sign Gary Sanchez then. Yeah, Probably maybe not. not. He's free. He's free. Yeah, that's what I mean. So they have no interest in him. Right. Yeah. This. Okay. And Kevin Kiermaier, who the Mets were interested in before they got Brandon Nimmo, signed with the Blue Jays for one year and $9 million. He had previously played for the Rays. He's 32 years old. Chris Bassett, who had a very good year for the Mets, winning 15 games, losing nine with a 3.42 ERA, but he lost that third game, the, I should say the third game that they played against the Padres in the uh, postseason, uh, goes to the Blue Jays with a three-year, $63 million contract. He had previously played for the Blue Jays prior to, oh, no, this is wrong. He played no, Oakland he was with. Oakland, Oakland. yeah, okay. Mike Zanino, uh, signs with the Guardians for one year, six million. He had previously played for Tampa Bay Rays in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard signs with the Dodgers, and they seem to there seems to be a, a feeling that maybe that was done to replace Walker Bueller because he's having Tommy John surgery and he'll be out for the year. Let's hope he still stinks. <laughs> maybe not because uh you know he started to do pretty decently at the end of the year this year but we'll see yeah so one year one year 13 million he had previously played for the angels Phils, and obviously we all know they played uh, that was for this past year but he played for the mets prior to that next is cody bellinger who signed with the cubs he had previously played for the dodgers and then there's Sean Manea, who signs with the Giants. Two years, 25 mm. mil. Yep. Yeah, I was back to the Bay Area. Padres, huh? And the A's. And the A's, okay. And Ross Stripling signs with the Giants two years and gets 25 million. 
with the Blue Jays. And this is the biggie recently. Nicole's career. Nicole's career signs with the Jazz. <laughs> the highest contract of a position player, the fourth higher, highest. Uh, or is it the, yeah. And thir 13 years. So he's 41. $350 million. $350 million. He had previously played with the Twins and he played a good part of his career with the Astros. Played with the Twins this past year, but he played with the Astros prior to that. He has no trade or opt-out uh, option. So he's like, he, he's going to be there. At the, it, this contract surpasses the Lindor 10-year $341 million contract. And then finally, a free agent, the last free agent is Michael Lorenzen, who signs with the Tigers for one year, eight and a half million. And he had played for the Red, Reds and Angels before uh, playing, signing with the Tigers. Mm -hmm. he, he's, he's also like, played the outfield. Uh, he's two also played the outfield. Two way player, player with Fred Wright. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was just about oh, sorry, to say, Stu. just like sorry, that's Stu. okay. Sorry. Picture an outfielder. Yeah, okay. He said it fast to me. And the only trade there was involved a three-way deal between the Brewers, A's, and the Braves. Sean Murphy, catcher, goes to the A's, no. from the A's to the Braves. Right. William Contreras goes from the Braves to the Brewers. Bruce. So he becomes their catcher. And Manny Pena. Catcher goes at, along with Kyle Miller. Pitcher goes to the A's from the Brewers, along with a <laughs> pitcher and an outfielder. And that's it. That's the whole report. Good report. Good report. Yeah. So very good. Up to speed good on, the, on the very major. Good. A lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot of action this yeah. past week. Yeah. God knows what's going to happen next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stuart. That was good. You're welcome. You're you welcome. talked about it, and you did a good job, I think. Thank you. Thank you. You're quite welcome. All right, Michael, I know you've been waiting for a, a Yankee and possibly a jet ramp. You rant. You're sponsored by Lava from a Volcano. Wow. Okay. Also, soap. Lava soap. Anyway, the Jets. The Jets' next two games are against... Contending teams, they're going to be playing the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and these two games will determine whether or not they are playoff bound or it's SOJ again, the same old Jets. So, <laughs> nevertheless, they are on the cusp of being a top-notch team again, especially for 2023, when they will begin with a decent, maybe good quarterback and at the, at the helm, and that hasn't been the case for many, many years. Salah, the Salah, however you say his name, I feel is going to be a very, very good coach. But some of his errors recently in judgment were costly to this team. For again, for example, last week, Mike White gets clobbered. And who's available but good old Joe Flacco, who comes in and loses the ball right away. So I do not think that would have happened if getting ready to prove himself, Zach Wilson came in when White got hurt. I think... Uh, Zach Wilson at least wouldn't have lost the ball. He might have screwed up some way, but he would have lost mm. the ball. Uh, in other words, Flacco stinks, and anyone who <laughs> follows the Jets know it. And I hope uh, Salah knows it for uh, the future. Uh, also, the, at the beginning of the season, I said this once before, uh, Flacco, beginning the season, when Zach Wilson got hurt, was not the right move. It's time to realize that 
uh, Mike White is a good quarterback. Maybe he's a very good quarterback. He's a very accurate passer, and he makes the Jets look good. And every game this season, either the Jets won or they could have won, even this past Sunday in miserable conditions. So uh, for next year, it's let's go Jets. Now for the Yankees, before I begin, it looks like the uh, Yankees are still trying to work a, a deal with Rondon, and that would be fine. That would be perfect uh, to the real rotation. But what makes me a little bit trepidatious is the other possibility would be Nathan, Nathan Evaldi. We need him like a hole in the head. So I well, hope that doesn't happen, right? But anyway, so they signed Judge. Now what? The story goes, and I think this is how I heard it, Judge was in Tampa watching a Bucks, a Bucks football game, and he was whisked to San Diego. I don't know whether the Padres gave him a plane or he, bought, he rented a plane or took a fancy plane, and he went to the uh, winter meetings in San Diego, and somewhere en route, the Padres offered him 10 years for $400 million, and the Giants, sorry, Howie, offered him a little bit less, uh, but about the same amount. And there, uh, Hank comes in and he says, hey, listen, you really want to be a Yankee? It's time to do it. They they did a little pressure on him, or maybe Judge knew all the time he was going to the Yankees. And he signed with the Yankees nine years, $360 million, which for Aaron Judge is a bargain. And there are conflicting thoughts that Judge, after he did all that, he and his wife went to Hawaii. I think that's where he went. And after Hawaii, the plan was to come to the stadium for a news conference announcing that he's going to be with the Yankees forever and also to be captain. But then again, he might have that announcement. Well, we might have that announcement in April before the season. But anyway, uh, the rumors have it that he's going to be the captain. Okay, so that's about that. And uh, as far as Correa, he got an astronomical uh, amount of money and almost equal to judge. And I'm sorry to say that I have a prediction that he'll hit about 260 next year. So uh, I, I just think that all, as I said this last week, all these things that are occurring with these astronomical salaries are insane and something's got to give. And uh, we shall see what it might be. Fred Manfred is, is just dropping the ball, all that, but all of that. But it's been like that for a long time. So uh, we shall see what we shall see. Basically, that's it. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Uh, Gerald, comment? Yes, two things. Uh, this Sunday will be the first one in three where Zach Wilson will be in uniform. Right. Secondly, Hank called Judge directly from Italy where he was vacationing and said, "What we want you to be a Yankee. What will it take? And Judge said a ninth year, and, ha- and Hank said you have it. No, uh, Hank did, no, Hank didn't call him Hank's not calling anybody. Hal, 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 Hal said, "What would That's it take?" Long and he said, it "A ninth year." And and Hal said, "You got it." Okay, Fred. And hopefully the Jets. Hopefully uh, Quinn and Williams plays today. This week, I mean, he's fifty-fifty. See, he suffered a calf injury last week. Yeah. They don't know if he's going to be able to play against the Lions. Yeah. And, and the Lions are, are Robert Sala's boyhood team. Mm. Having grown up in Dearborn, Michigan. And they are one hot team. Yeah. Yeah. To to have two New York teams in the playoffs for a change. I don't know. You know, know, if you would have said at the beginning of the year, even if they don't make the playoffs, come mid-December, you had two teams in contention. That's the answer. And tonight, if we're all Giant fans, have to be rooting for Howie's 49ers. 
Purdy yeah. gonna play? Is Purdy gonna play? Yeah. No, sure. no. Today's today's paper said he was questionable. Oh, in New York. why? What's wrong with yeah. him? He, he suffered a calf so, and it's some it was two 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 separate injuries the other day. I forget well, who. Yeah. Who is his backup? Uh, Josh, 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 Josh Johnson. Johnson. All right, Josh Johnson. Oi, oi. Uh, All right, uh, Gerald. What? Just want just wanted to mention for the first time in quite a few Sundays, the Giants and the Jets will not be playing at one right. o'clock. Jets will All be right. on at one. And the Giants will be highlighted at 8.20 on the Sunday night right. game. Yeah. That makes me very happy. Switched in. Makes okay. me very happy. Now I can go to the Hanukkah. That, was, that game numbers. was flexed? Yeah, right, right. Yes. Yeah. Game was flexed. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's good. All right, let's move on. Uh, Fred, you have any well, Knicks, Nets, and Knicks, St. Well, well it's, right now is a great time for <laughs> Knicks and Nets. They're both, yeah. both riding winning streaks. Knicks five in a row. The first four of which were were capped by tremendous defense, and last night was a very That's exciting the game against the Bulls. They beat them in overtime. Seems like this nine man rotation is working, I and mean, they they really got they got a steal in the draft. This Quentin Grimes is the real deal. Hard nose, good player. McBride is is a big improvement over over Derrick Rose, Barrett, Randall, and the Brunson. At they're doing their thing, and, and hopefully it will, it will continue. And they'll, you know, I mean, just just a nice way to, to watch them play. And the Nets also once I think eight out of nine, also on a four game winning streak. And an unbelievable games last Saturday night with the Nets, where they had seven guys out, some for what they call in. Instead of there's a new term, instead of load management, it's being called in, injury prevention or injury management. <laughs> and they, but they they still gave some of the younger players, uh, Sharp and um, um, Walker uh, Kessler Walker, a few other guys, and they still managed to beat the paces, one thirty six, one thirty three, with seven or eight guys out. And um, Saint Saint John's is playing Florida State this weekend, who was supposed to be a good team at the beginning of the year, but they have a two and nine record. Saint John's. Won their opening game against DePaul and defeated New Hampshire. And after Florida State, who start getting into the Big East schedule, they, they played December 28th against Xavier. And uh, hopefully they'll be good. And we should give our props to an, to another two other local area teams that are having so far very successful seasons. Fordham is 11 and one, and Iona University used to be called Iona College to now a university status. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah. Is um, also very good, and that, so we'll have to see how how the season progresses with those teams. And there's a lot of top-notch games this weekend. Uh, teams playing each other, ranked teams. Virginia is playing Houston. Very four good, very good doubleheader in the Garden this weekend. Kentucky's playing UCLA and Ohio State in North Carolina on Saturday. And uh, well. And the other thing in the NBA, Howie's probably going to talk about this, but Steph Curry, I heard, might be out two weeks. Yeah. yeah. It's still, I, I just read uh, he's going to be out several weeks, but wow. it said still pending an MRI, so it could be worse. Yeah, that's what my, that's what my son told me, too. Uh, he, he heard it from a report, a friend of his from out on the West Coast told him. Yeah. And that's, that's about it. Okay. Uh, Larry? Well, the Wizards were riding high in the uh, for for uh, in the beginning, but with Beal being out with a hamstring for uh, for a week or more now, 
They're now 11 and 17. Yeah. Last week I had them in. They were as part of my parody. I think they were they were only three games under five hundred or something at the time, and That's they've right. gone, gone on a little bit of a. Two weeks ago they were in first place for a day, I think. Yeah. Speaking of that, if you, if you look now at the standings of the NBA Southeast, there is no team over five hundred. Miami and Atlanta are tied for the first. The records are fourteen and fifteen. I'm okay. sure that probably will, will change at some point. but Michael, now. I have a question for a, a very observant Fred. Fred, yeah. my question to you is, describe in, in yesterday's Nick game, Walt Frazier's sports jacket. <laughs> I, 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 I should call my wife in. She's more of the fashion plate. Matter of fact, <laughs> before we put the Nick games on, she's, she watches some of it, but she must see. We have to make sure we see Walt, what, what Walt Frazier's jacket is, looks like. That was unbelievable. She tends to dress like he does. Hmm. <laughs> Very All powerful. Right. All right. Howie. Well, uh, Fred mentioned this last week, the inconsistency with each team. The yeah. Warriors, for instance, played a great game against the Celtics. Won yeah. that game. That, it that was, was a great, great game. game to watch. Then they played Giannis and the Bucks, and they got wiped out completely. Yeah. So it's totally inconsistent, and it'll come down to the who makes the playoffs. I find yeah. it hard to believe, Howie, that they're two and thirteen on the road. Yeah, I mean, I, I looked at that, you know, as some. Wow. I mean, I knew they weren't good, but then I said, "We're two and 13? Yeah, unbelievable. How will you have your West Coast report, or that's it? <laughs> uh, well, Correa was mentioned. It, it's probably something the Giants had to do because they. They really went all out to get uh, Judge, and the fan base would have went crazy uh, saying, oh, you don't want to spend money. By the way, they've lost a million dollars, in a, t- a million people in attendance the last number of years. So it's not just the ballpark that will draw people. you got to have a, uh, a star, and Correa's is seen as that star. But they're, they're far from competing with uh, the likes of the Padres and probably the Giant Dodgers too. Uh, Crawford will probably will be, well, he's already, it's known that he'll slide over the third base in a platoon. He's a lefty on the right side of probably Wilma Flores and J.D. Davis. First base, same thing, J.D. Davis, Wilma Flores, and Lamont Wade, who's a lefty. Uh, uh, second base Estrada, but the outfield you got Stremski in center, Peterson in left, and Peterson's no fielder. They'd rather have DH and uh, Mechanic at right. What they're looking for is another bat, probably through a trade. Uh, I've listed like uh, Ben Tende, who's a free agent, uh, Comforto, uh, yeah. and an impossible trade with Arizona for Varsho, the Pirates for Reynolds, Brian Reynolds. Wants and out. What? Reynolds wants out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And uh, the A's have Loriano or Pash available. Minnesota has Kepler available. Uh, so, you know, that they need to improve that defense. So that, that's what the, they need to do. It's it's a tough it's it's tough. I did hear something. I don't know if you guys heard it out here, 
but there was something about Tatis being dangled. Yeah, I, yes. yes, yes. Yeah, one of the talk shows here was talking about that the other day. Okay, I heard out here, and I, I figured, oh, <laughs> and then there's there's talk about uh, dangling Gleyber Torres, possibly with with San yeah. Diego too. And right now it's just talk. I haven't seen much of it. So Tatis for Torres, and give them some pitches, and or we're going to the Marlins for that pitcher, um, Lopez. Lopez, Lopez. and Miguel. Rojas as an infielder? Yeah, yeah he's an infielder. That wouldn't be bad. They're getting a good pitcher, right? And that. Who are you talking about? Yankee, Yankees or Padres? Going to the Yankees. 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 Going to the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah. But Tatis will play shortstop. Yeah. If he was the Yankees. Yeah. Well, just, from my just from my perspective, being a former New Yorker, uh, even though the Yankees signed Judge, the the Mets got every virtually everything they wanted to improve that team. Uh, they still they still need more stuff. They still need like a fourth outfit. Who's their right hand? The DH. Darren Ruff, your your guy. for one. Oh, one more thing, and the Giants may go after him. J.D. Martinez with the Red Sox, um, free agent. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. The Giants may go after him. He, he looked good. Let him go to the Mets. Very reachable. Mets need him. And how are and you? By, by, by the way, Correa is the type of hitter. He's not known as a home run hitter, but he hits the whole field, which is perfect mm -hmm. for the Giants' ballpark. And he'll, make his, and he'll make his giant debut in Yankee Stadium. That's right. That's right. They, open, they open the season against the really cool 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Gerald, what? Howie, J.D. Martinez did not exactly have a great year. I know he had 16 oh. home runs, not an extremely high batting average. Some people think he doesn't have much left in the tank. Mm. Mm. How old is he? Got to be mid-30s. Mid-30s, probably. Milton. Yeah, I just wanted to tell you, I have some memories of a, a left-handed baseball pitcher that died recently. We're going uh, to talk about him. Gonna, oh, yeah. I have a hope in him. I have some memories of him right. as a Yankee well, fan. Oh, yeah. When I was talking let's basketball. Bring, let's bring that up in a few minutes. Let me have a few minutes. All right. I, didn't, I know we don't okay. have that much time. I got a half hour. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Gerald? J.D. Martinez is, in fact, 35. 35. Yeah. Okay. That's of August 27th, 1987. Right. He gets a two-year deal, whoever he goes. All right, let's, let's move on. I have to move. Uh, Danny, you want to talk your, your uh, World Cup? You, you got anything yeah. for us? Well, here he is. If he heard, he just sat down. <laughs> He's just sitting down. Hold on, I was... You have anything on the World Cup for us? You gotta have well, anything. Well, Sunday we had great games this week, super games. Uh, so uh, we got a big final on uh, Sunday morning at ten o'clock. Argentina against France should be a really good match. And then actually uh, on Saturday you have something very odd within the, these type of tournaments. You actually have a third place game. Yeah, I heard about that. The losers of the semifinals play each against each other for third for third place. Nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> the only one game that matters is the last one on Sunday morning at ten o'clock. Right. 
Argentina. Any, any predictions? Bobby? Any prediction? You can't really predict. They're both very strong teams. A lot of people have been saying that France has a lot of uh, uh, injuries, uh, and that's that's a key factor uh, from what I heard and the analysis. Is, and uh, it's just I, I, it was a fabulous World Cup because you had a lot of uh, teams that were, uh, were in it. Uh, and surprisingly, that you had an African team uh, in in uh, in the semifinals was amazing, you know, and that you have last year's final finalist Croatia that made it to the semifinals again as as a small European country, but Argentina oddly enough ended up being the only uh, you know country from the New World that 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 remained alive, you know, with uh, all of the other ones being knocked out. Uh, throughout the tournament, uh, Brazil got knocked out as a big favorite, uh, a big underdog all the time in the tournaments of this nature that is absolutely always there and made it quite far this year was Uruguay that unfortunately lost. He got a very small country there that has been a soccer powerhouse for years and years. It's absolutely amazing. You know, they won the World Cup a couple of times. They won the first it better not come down to penalty kicks. You know, when they're tied at the end, penalty kicks, yeah, somebody wins. That, kicks that's a up... terrible way to end a World Cup. I don't but care what the rules are. It, yeah, well, it's, it's something that became part right. of the game uh, because I think the last time that the winner was declared was when England won, I think it was in 66 or 69, so whatever, 68, somewhere around there which was very, very questionable that uh, they actually won, you know. Uh, but uh, the great thing that they have, I think, is that they have the, um, the replay, that the, uh, the referee can, can call for a replay and a review of plays. Mm -hmm. That was never the case uh, until about, until four years ago. Four years ago is when they started that. Right. And it's been controversial because it extends the, 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 the game. But at the same time, you know, we review plays in every professional sport now here in the mm -hmm. States. You know, you know, hockey, basketball, baseball, football, everything goes under, mm -hmm. you know, look at the tape, you know. So it has a great value. Okay. Michael? I find that uh, Messi is so much better than the next best soccer player in the games that I've watched. I would assume that France has somebody also almost yeah. as talented. Yeah. And also that penalty kick that he scored that first goal on I found that if the goalie even came close to touching it, it would break his fingers. That's how hard that kick went. It was, it was unbelievable. But they wear gloves, the goalies. Also, that goal by France, they scored like the first the five minutes of the game, and that was oh, the goal that was scored in a World Cup game. And for a, for a baseball and, and football and hockey fan like myself and basketball, I have slowly began to follow these games, and I find them uh, more interesting than I thought. They'd be. I played soccer a little in, in high school, and uh, the emotion is off the charts. And I cannot believe when a player gets clobbered and lays on the floor, is their acting ability, whether their leg is broken yeah. or just a little this is true. Uh, hangnail. It's uh, it's more entertaining than I thought it would be. That's all I have to say. They're great and, and, actors, but then at the same time, you know, they do get hurt, you know, so, and they play hurt. You know, that's Sunday, 10 a.m. on Fox. Argentina right. versus France. That's right. a lot of TV watching for one day, Mark. Yeah. 
You know something? You're talking I about the game. They're making latkes. You know, Telemundo, <laughs> the Spanish channel, is starting his pregame at 7 a.m. They got three hours of pregame. Let them, let them do it. Let them have yeah, fun. That's what I say. I'm going to put it on. Send me I'll a put text when the game is over. To listen to the national anthems and then that's play great. the game. <laughs> Larry, you wanted to add before we move on? I cannot watch it because of Qatar's humanitarian record. I just re refuse yeah. to watch it. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. Milton, yes, you want to talk about Kurt Simmons a little bit? Yeah. Um, a couple of things that I remember about him off and on through the years. Well, I was a Yankee fan, 1950. And Kurt Simmons had won 17 games, uh, but never pitched in the World Series because he was called to serve in the National Guard. Uh -huh. So that interrupted his career. But I also remember a few other things that he came up as a fastball throwing, you know, flamethrower at 18 years old. And then at the end of his career with the Cardinals was what they called a crafty soft pitcher. Actually left-hander. Yeah, a few yeah. things that I remember. Me. He did pitch in 1964. Cardinals. Yeah, wait. He was the winning pitcher when the Phillies and their final demise blew that whole, whole thing. And then I remember him pitching against the Yankees in 1965 in a game the Yankees won, but he did pitch. And uh, what else? Uh, I know he won a lot of games. I think, uh, what did I say, 193 games he won. He had a lot of complete games. I don't know all the statistics, but when I read that he died recently, a few days ago, you know, I just remember, oh, that I remember that Stan Musial and Hank Aaron said he was the toughest pitcher they ever faced mm. because they couldn't pick the ball up the way mm. he turned his body. They, they couldn't see it right away. And uh, they gave him, he gave them the most trouble of all the pitchers they faced. That was Musial and Aaron. And that's all that I remember, you know, just that uh, a few things of his career. And, uh, you know, that he, he, I think he pitched all together about 17 or 18 years. He's the last surviving whiz kid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 1950, 93 years mm -hmm. old. Right. Uh, one of the greatest mm -hmm. lefty pitches for the Phils other than Steve Cawthon. Right. And uh, Robin Roberts was and Robin right. Roberts, right? Right. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Left lefty pitches. Robert, Bobby Chance was lefty, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that he might be his. I don't know. He was in three All Star games, 52, 53, and 57. Uh, he started two All Star games, 52 and 57. World champion with the Cards in 64. Mm -hmm. right. uh, did, he, did he pitch in the World Series against the Yankees? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And right. he's in the Phillies Hall of Fame. And as you said, he missed 1951 season for military commitment. 51. So he played in the 1950 World Series. No, I don't think. Check it, Mark. He, I, I think he, 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 they, he didn't have a chance to pitch in the. I got to look it up. Okay, we gotta check think. it up. His right. lifetime record was 193 and 183, but he right. had 163 complete games, mm -hmm. 36 shutouts in over 20 years. Mm -hmm. Phils, Cards, Cubs, and Angels. 
Yeah. Hall of Famer? Right. Hall of Famer? Of the time? Of the time? No. 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 193 wins and 163 complete games. 183 losses. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty good teams. The Bills. All right. uh, Michael. Yeah, and also, if you remember that 1964 season, that was the best chance Gene Mock ever had of uh, getting into the yeah. World Series, and they collapsed wow. towards the end because they started using their pitches. Uh, they, they didn't have uh, that many, but maybe three pitches. So they yeah. just it's like Spot and Stain in the Day of Rain. And Chris, yeah. Chris Short, had, uh, Chris Short, and I forget who else. And yeah. right. somebody West. else to use. <laughs> yeah. He overused them the last day. Maybe the Yankees will beat the Phillies that year, but that was a tough World Series for me. Gerald? Kurt Simmons was a pretty good pitcher, but in 20 years, he was 193 and 183. Let me just finish. And he had a 354 ERA. So he was a pretty good pitcher, but I don't believe Hall of Fame. Nah. Uh. Okay. Okay. Uh, Joe? Yeah, if I, I also if I remember, he had an accident with a lawnmower, and he yeah, lost it was his no, yeah, that's right, right. that's Good right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, he did not pitch in the World Series. He was called um, to the uh, uh, the National Guard before the World Series, uh, late in the season. Oh, that's right, Joe. I remember that. Okay, yeah, okay, thank you. Nineteen fifty. Okay, uh, Danny. I yeah, just uh, you know, sort of maybe sports related, but just. Getting off the subject a little bit, I was in and out in the meeting today because of things going on here at home. I don't know if it was mentioned to you guys, but uh, you know, Larry Constance doesn't do a doesn't look a day older than his birthday yesterday. <laughs> Larry, you awake? Are you dozing? Larry, you awake? Huh? Happy birthday! Happy yeah, birthday, birthday, Larry! Larry turned eight oh eight oh. Thank you. Oh Big. wow! Congratulations! Right, I thought you guys should know. That's all. Very good. Okay. Thank you on that. I wanted to go, I'm not going to talk about the Wiz Kids, but we'll talk about that at another show. And it listed all the Wiz Kids in all those days. All right. Any more football news? Well, let's see what happened. Um, Other than the Jets and the, and the, uh, the Giants, a couple of highlighted news from last week. Uh, Baker Mayfield plays. Had one day of practice, and he wins. Unbelievable. <laughs> good game. Against good Las game. Vegas. It was terrible. Uh, we talked about the Jets. We talked about the Phil. The Phil. The Phil. The uh, Eagles. The Eagles. They have uh, to be the best team in the league. I, I don't know. I don't like them, but you have two receivers like they have. Rival. You can't double team both of them. Then they have the runner, and they got the quarterback who runs. Yeah. Let's see if he can do that in January, because yeah. right now they're sitting on top. But if you're, if you're a Giant fan, I hope they win all the rest of the games before the last game. <laughs> no, uh, really, because then maybe they'll rest all the guys, and if the Giants have a chance to beat them, the Giants might need the game for the playoffs. Maybe. Yeah. Houston almost beat Dallas. Should have beat them. Yeah. Last Should've minute, Dallas comes back and wins that game. Trevor Lawrence has his best offensive game ever as a pro. As they beat the declining Tennessee Titans, they've been lousy the last couple of weeks, huh? You think yeah. they're gone? I don't know. But is Jacksonville still in the playoff race? A slight chance, very slight, very slight. Are they playing very well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Vikings upset the the uh, they lose to the Lions. The Lions nice. upset them, and the Lions are one of the hottest teams in the league. And the yeah. Jets 
get them this week. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, trouble. the Lions were favored. Yeah, fortunately, though, the Lions yeah. So don't worry about the Lions. If I said to you, Vikings and Lions, I don't know why they were. Was the game played in, 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 in Detroit? Detroit yeah. Um, because the Lions are a hot team. In the- yeah. yeah. Tampa Bay, uh, of course, lost to the 49ers. And Tampa oh, well, Bay still in first place what a in their division, division with That's a losing record. Carolina Panthers, 5-8, and eight, are still in there. One game mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Uh, New England beats uh, the Arizona, and Kyler Murray is gone oh, yeah. for the year. Third yeah. on ACL. Mark, uh, Mark, you heard about the Falcons, right? What about? Oh, when they when they changed quarterbacks, to Desmond Ritter, he quit. Mar- Marietta uh, left the team. Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. 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 It, there's Walk a com- there's, if you ha- if you have TikTok, there's a there's a, there's, a, there's a comic routine about that on uh, on TikTok oh, yeah. about it. Yeah. New Orleans was fined three hundred and fifty thousand dollars for faking injuries on the field to oh. stop the clock <laughs> in a game. What's going on? Oh, I'm hurt! I'm hurt! I'm hurt! This week, I'm. This is the time of year. If you're a big football fan, you can like. First of all, you have the game tonight. Yeah, it's on Prime, right? Yeah, yeah. local here. On Prime. It's on local. Local yeah. here. Okay, because you got it on good. Right. Saturday, three Saturday games. This is the yep. time of year. It used to be one Saturday game. Now they have three. They have a, a one o'clock, a four something, and an eight something. Three games on Saturday. And why could they do that, Mark? Why, why could, could they, they do that, that Mark? Because, no. because the college football season's over. Yeah. That, that makes Thank sense. You. That's it. Very good. And you yeah. know what the 8 o'clock game is Saturday? From, the, from nice and warm, toasty Buffalo, New York. No, <laughs> possibly. Miami at Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, effect, so people are looking, people are looking for that first snow game. Right? Ah. People love to watch games. Yeah. You, you, might see it, you might see it Saturday night. You might get, yeah. you might get that. Let's see what else I have for you. Did any of you guys watch the Army Navy game last week? I did. And and then the overtime. It was great. Yeah. It might have been one of the few people who watched. I always watched that game. Always. Yeah. For some reason I did not watch it. I might have been busy. Army wins it in two overtimes. Yeah. Uh, it was the first ever overtime Army Navy game. Right. Statistic there. Navy threw the ball three times in the game. <laughs> I think two. Army had maybe nine throws. I don't know. Two, and after two. the game, Navy fired their coach. How do, you pronounce, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Niamatololo. Hawaiian guy. Yeah. After 15 seasons, the winningest coach at the Naval Academy, 109 and 83. But his team hasn't been over 500 since 2019. Yeah, they had some good years, you know, going back. Yeah. When I thought about um, the Army-Navy game, it always brings me back to the game when Roger Storbach Oh, man. Raleigh Stitchway. Stitchway. I I don't know. Was that 1963 or 64, maybe? Early 60s, yeah. Oh, I remember that game, and I was a big, big army fan. And Raleigh Stitchway. Oh, wow. Uh, and Joe Bellino was the best receiver. Remember Joe Bellino? That was earlier. That was earlier. Oh. It was, it Joe, was Joe Bellino wins the uh, the Heisman. Heisman. You know, 
If it was 63, it was probably a very emotional game coming two or three weeks after the assassination of the president. Oh, yeah. I'm not what sure if that, that right? was if that was the year. I was um, wondering, was the president at this game, this year's game? Usually the president attends the Army. Right, Navy. and sits on one half on the Navy side, one half on the Army side. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I didn't either. Caleb Williams from USC overwhelmingly in a runaway wins the Heisman Trophy. The guy I picked came in third. But um, Caleb Williams. How many of you guys remember? No, Caleb Williams. How many of you guys have seen him play? One game. You have seen him play. Okay. Yeah, I saw the game against Utah. When they, He's the eighth. Here's a little game for you guys. He's the eighth USC Heisman Trophy. Can you name the other seven? Is that including Reggie Bush who had it taken away? Reggie Bush is one. Let's let's see who else. Mike Garrett. Mike, Ga- Mike Garrett. Uh, Mike Garrett. Mike that Garrett. was sixty-five. O- of them. OJ. Lynn, did Lynn Swan ever win it? Oh no, OJ is correct. No Lynn Swan. Uh, Carson wow. Palmer. Carson, Carson Palmer. Uh, the other quarterback. Um, Ma- Matt, uh, Matt Arizona. Matt, uh, also Matt Leinhart. Matt Leinhart. That's the one he's Good talking one. about. Left wow. Hand. You're missing two more, and they both were runners. Running back. Oh. Oh, uh, John Arnett? Nope. Uh, uh, shoot. Oh. Uh, what about Archie Griffin? As Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State. Oh. I'll give Here's you initials. First one, initials. Is, first one is M.A. M.A. Allen. Oh, Allen. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. And the oh, other one God. is C.W. C.W. Charles White. Charles White. Charlie White, that's correct. right. Yeah. You guys are good. Correct. Never wow. made he never made it in the NFL, Charles White. Yeah. Wow. Good announcer. Yeah. Here's something interesting I, I saw. Uh, here in here on Long Island. I'm sorry if you guys are not on Long Island, but they have an annual award in Nassau County called the Jim Thorpe Award. Awarded to the outstanding high school football player. A fellow from Garden City High School won this year, Stevie Fennell. Never heard of him. But they have this award goes back to 1942. Wow. <laughs> this famous Thorpe Award mm-hmm. winners. And Jim here's Brown. a couple of guys Jim Brown. who won, Jim Brown, went on, who went on to, to make names for themselves. Not many. 1955, Paul Rochester. Remember him? Sure, on the yep. Jets. Yeah. On the Jets. Went to Sawanica High School. Right over here, Floral Park. That's right. 1958, John Mackey. Mm. By then, by then, oh, the, oh, the outstanding oh, college football. He went to Hempstead, Hempstead High School. John Mackey was Syracuse. 1959, Matt Snell went to Call Place. Ohio State. Ohio State. And here's what brought me back to Raleigh Stitchway in 1960. He went to Mineola High School. Oh. <laughs> Did not know that until I read this. <laughs> Jim Brown never won that award. No. 1979, Ron Heller, who was an offensive tackle, played for the pros, right. uh, went to Farmingdale. I guess that's Nassau County. Isn't that in Suffolk? Yeah, no, uh, Suffolk. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. beginning of Suffolk. Pretty, yeah. pretty oh. close. Pretty close. Um, right, on the border. And oh. 2001, DeBrickishaw De De Ferguson. Ferguson went to Freeport. 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 
Yeah. I wish I knew hey, you know, Jim, brother, Jimmy Brown was a great actor, also, wasn't he? In the Dirty yeah. Dozen. Dozen. Yes, yeah. he was. He was. That, yeah, was I, the, that may have been his first movie. It was. Right. What? That was terrific. What movie. was his name in the movie? I don't remember his name. Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson. Right. Jefferson. Jefferson. Run. Jefferson. Run. Right. Good one. Um. There's one, two, three. There's five big bowl games. Big bowl games. The bowl game season is beginning. Mama bowl. Uh, the Frisco Bowl is on Saturday. Boise State in North Texas. Monday, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Marshall and UConn. UConn made a bowl. How about that? Tuesday, the Idaho Bowl. San Jose State the against bowl. Michigan. The Bud Bowl. And also Tuesday, the Boca Raton Bowl. Toledo and Liberty. And Wednesday, the 21st, New Orleans uh, against, I don't know, New Orleans against Ooh. South Alabama. Yeah. Oh, it's my, New Orleans Bowl, South my, Alabama and Western Kentucky. My son challenged me to see if I could see, see a scoring play in every bowl game. There was a death in football. Now, I, I didn't know about this guy, and we'll finish this up here. His name is Brad William Henke, pro Brad 56 Henke. years old, pro football player turned actor. He was, he was orange is the new black. He was in that. No cause mentioned. Defensive lineman. Uh, he went to Arizona, uh, played with the Giants in 89, was drafted, played with the Broncos, played in the Super Bowl 24 Against the 49ers, which the 49ers won 55 to 10, retired Broncos. in 1994, lots of injuries, went on to acting. He appeared on Chicago Hope, Silk Stockings, Nash Bridges, ER, and he was also appeared in the movie Space Jam. Good Never movie. heard of the guy. Never heard of the guy. But he had a uh, nice uh, resume. Gone. You have something, Fred? No, I just want to go back with my basketball. I don't know if you had it, but I want to acknowledge Paul Silas's death. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, why don't you talk about him, and then we can go to trivia okay. well, just, we'll Long-time mm. player in the NBA. Three, I think he won three championships. A great defensive player at a Creighton University. Coached several teams in the NBA. Just played, I think, 16 years, and his son is the current coach of the Houston Rockets. Just a good, hard-nosed player. Remember remember a lot of them when he went to the Celtic teams. Just a, just a really good player. Died player. the other day. I think he was 79 years old. Mm. He was LeBron James' first coach. In right. That's right. That, that's, he became a pro. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Sorry to see him go. 79. Nice guy. This was an assistant coach with the Knicks for a couple of years, I at some point, too. Okay. I have to uh, move on to the trivia. For, do trivia for about five, ten minutes. And then I have to pull the plug early today, boys. I told you beforehand. So let's do a couple of trivia questions. You know, some of you, like, that's all you wait for. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Howie, you go first. Okay. This should be easy. I thought it was easy. But how many players, baseball players, have hit 3,000 hits, 500 homers, and 600 doubles. Murray? 3,000 hits. Murray? 3,000 3, hits, 500 homers, at least 500 homers, and 600 doubles. Three guys. 
And Dave Winfield. Dave Winfield. No. Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, right? Hank Aaron. Bremsky. No. No. Frank, Frank Robinson. No. Mm. Need speed. Bonds. Right. What? In the Bons? Hall of Fame. Barry. Hall of Fame people. Well, no, that uh, two of the three aren't yet oh, eligible oh. for the Hall of Fame. There's a there's a hint. Aaron obviously is deceased mm-hmm. and in the hall. I'll give you a more hint. One just retired, and one will retire next year. That's giving it away. Wow. Retired, wait. Pujols. Pujols. And next oh, year Cabre- will be Cabrera. Last year. Cabrera. Cabrera. Right. There you go. So that's 500 homers, 3,000 hits, and 600 doubles. That's what you said? Right. Yeah, yeah the only three. Very good. All right, uh, Gerald, then Fred, and Mike. MLB, MLB player holds the record for striking out the most in the season. Ooh. Oh. Mantle. Jackson. No. No. Dunn. Aaron Dunn? Aaron Dunn? 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 No. 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 Joey Gallo. No. <laughs> good guess. Uh, oh, wait a second. Uh, recently, oh. he broke the record, right? He's, he's, he's a, a recent guy. 2009. That's pretty recent. Oh. 2009. What's the initials for sake of time? Emerson Mary R. Manny Rodriguez. No. Manny Ramirez. Is it? No. Uh, can't be uh, what, what team? What team? What league? Yeah, we don't know. Let, let me tell you who it is. All right, uh, it's <laughs> Mark, Mark Reynolds, two hundred twenty-three mm-hmm. times. Charlie slipped my mind. I remember him always dragging out. Right. Oh God. All right, Fred, Fred, okay. and then Michael. Okay. Who's the only player in NBA history to do the following in one game? Thirty points. Make five threes, 15 rebounds, five assists, and no turnovers. Steph Curry. Nope. A third was for LeBron James. I'm going to give you a hint. It happened last week. Oh, yeah. Oh. For the Knicks, right? For the Knicks, correct. For the Knicks? Last week, last Wednesday night against against the Hawks. Julius Randle is right. Julius Randle. The NBA history ever do that. Wow. How about that? Wow. Guy's got a statistic. Wow. All right, Michael. All right. Name two football teams that have won the most Super Bowls. Give me the number of Super Bowls and the name of the teams. Patriots, obviously. Steelers, that's seven. Steelers. Patriots. And by the way, you promised you'd let me do this. Uh, when you ride on the Long Island Expressway, the last few exits, everywhere you go, all season long, it would be green foliage. Why? They like the New York Jets. Nope. Why would all the way to Riverhead he's talking about? Even now. 69, 70, 71, something. No. Exit 73, 72, 71. Seventy. They're all green. Why is it green? Why? Really right. What's because to the left? What's to the right? Because you're in the Pine Barrens. Ah. <laughs> well, the pine all right. Barrens. Come on. I thought it was a question. Never mind. It's a cute question. 
All right. Uh, who else? Fred again. Yeah. One question. What was William? What, what was William? Eckert, what was William Eckert before he was commissioner of baseball? General. In what, in what branch of the service? Oh, Army. Army? Army? Uh, Air Force. Air Force Marine. is right. Oh. What else? All right, Gerald again. Who's, who stole a record 452 bases in his career with the Indians? Who's fast? Bobby uh, Avila. No. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know the year, Mike. <laughs> what era? Uh, uh, pretty recently, it was in the last 15, 20 years, I would say. Hmm. <clears throat> Al Pacino. <laughs> no. Lindor. <laughs> no, come on, uh, man. Uh, he he finished his career with the Giants. He was on the twenty ten Giants. A shortstop? No. An outfield. I'll give you Out initials. KL. 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 What's the first name with a K? K. Kyle Penn. Penn? Kenny, Kenny Lofton. Right. That's Lofton. right. Very good. That's right. Right, Howie. All right. A couple of more, guys, and I got to go early today. I'm sorry. All right. Michael? In 1984, who became the first manager to win a World Series with teams from both leagues. Sparky Anderson. Sparky Anderson, yeah. Sparky Anderson. Yeah. We'll take two more questions, guys. Let me get yeah, it yeah, All yeah, right, Gerald? Reds, Reds and Tigers. Who is the only Tiger pitcher to strike out more than 300 batters in the season? Verlander. No. Al Newhouser. No. Oh, Joe Moore. Lolich. Mickey Lolich, right. 1971, uh, 308. Good job. Okay. Very good. We'll take one more question from anybody. Just drive carefully, Mark. It's raining out there. All right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to call it then. Have yeah. a fantastic week. Thank you, you too, for joining Mark. us. Happy Hanukkah, Happy everybody. Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. holidays. Happy Hanukkah to everybody. Yep. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. And we'll see everybody on school week. tomorrow. Have a good week. They say see you travels. on our texting. All right. Right. Be good, guys. Enjoy. Wait to me on Zoom. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys.